Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. This is your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. Hi, everyone. This is Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds. And today we have a special episode. It's a part two, actually, to the discussion that we had yesterday with AJ Vicens from CyberScoop. So today, Steve Bosk, a vice president at W2 Communications, and I are going to speak a little bit about RSA this year, what has changed from last year, feedback that we've been hearing from media, and some takeaways and insights um, on how to approach the conference this year. So welcome, Steve. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. I, I know we actually met on the same topic last year, and last year was totally different because it was really the first RSA back after COVID. And it was um, in June and people were a little bit more tentative on how to approach things. Um, so I think we're gonna see a little bit of a, a difference this year, maybe. I don't know, what do you think? I think, uh, I mean, last year was a great experience. I think that um, certainly a lot of people that were attending for the first time in a couple of years took a very sort of cautious approach, more on, on an individual level, because um, they didn't know really what to expect. but. And it was great to, um, you know, obviously it's one of the best um, industry networking events that are uh, out there for this industry to be able to connect with everybody in one uh, locale and um, really have some really great conversations and catching up with people. Um, you know, you can't ask for a better, um, you know, a better event platform. Um but certainly, you know, there's certain there are things that are much different this year compared to last year. I think, you know, last year there was, uh, while people might be cautious about getting together with, you know, big uh, group settings, you know, in in light of uh, you know COVID, um, I think everybody was wanting to invest a ton of time and money and resources into the event. Um, it was certainly a different. Um, economic uh, environment then. Things have certainly changed, uh, you know, now uh, in, in light of all of the um, challenges that many cybersecurity firms uh, and technology vendors have faced in this, you know, first quarter uh, of the year. Um, and so I think going into this show uh, in particular, um, I think it's really about um, applying the people and funding and resources and marketing and PR dollars in a way that's going to be um, efficient and generate the most ROI uh, for the brand, um, you know, moving forward. So in that way, I think the brands are taking perhaps a little bit more of a cautious approach mm -hmm. into this year's uh, conference compared to last year. I think so. And I think it's a different kind of caution than um, the large groups of people. It's more of the economic, how do we cut through the noise um, in the most effective way? I know, you know, at W2 Communications, we get, um, you and I have both been in the cybersecurity space for a while now, and we often get asked by companies, prospects, clients about how to approach RSA and cut through that noise. And if you listen to the podcast yesterday with AJ from CyberScoop, he gave some really great insight um, 
on how the media and how he's approaching RSA this year. I think one thing that we we see is, you know, there's a lot of announcements happening. There's product announcements, there's funding, but what a lot of reporters are really looking for is um, data-driven insights to help tell stories that matter to the audience. So one thing we heard from AJ yesterday was about how they're looking for research and they're looking to pull back some of the layers and some of the reports that vendors are putting out to really understand what is happening um, in cybersecurity from a global perspective. So um, Steve, I know you've been talking to a number of reporters as well. Do you think the research theme is true again this year? Is that something that a lot of media are looking, um, looking for insights on to set uh, companies apart? Yeah, I mean, I think research is always going to uh, play a, a significant role in um, helping to shape dialogues and uh, storytelling uh, for both, you know, brands and also for the larger, you know, cybersecurity community in general. Um, and so, yes, I think to answer the question, definitely research is very top of mind for a variety of reporters. Uh, and I think... Um, you know, if it's, but I, it all comes back to the types of research. Um, mm -hmm. I know for a number of companies we're working with, we're really putting forward uh, research uh, assets um, and reports that are diving into, you know, brand new areas or giving significant updates on um, other um, challenges, themes, and areas. Um, I, I think that can add value to uh, existing dialogues. I think, you know, for brands that are putting together reports um, and, and, you know, putting forth research that really is just more affirming certain things rather than, you know, um, uh, I think giving some quantitative and qualitative insights that show where something new is happening. I think that's the that'll be the biggest difference in um, you know seeing sort of successful outcomes. I think if mm -hmm. you're just putting out report assets again that just reaffirm things, it just adds to like the big noise machine that is the RSA you know conference. But if you're again really putting effort into uncovering um, some new elements, even if it's to um, you know staple themes. Um, or you're, you know, uncovering new vulnerabilities or, um, you know, new uh, uh, attacker techniques, et cetera. I think those things definitely um, open doors to having some meaningful conversations, either in the weeks leading up to RSA or, you know, uh, for grabbing that quick coffee or uh, 15, 20 minute touch base while on uh, the ground in San Francisco. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, and it definitely affirms what AJ said on yesterday's podcast as well. We asked him um, what kind of vendor or spokesperson shared during a briefing that's truly valuable, and you don't walk away saying, hey, that was a waste of time. And I think what you just said about unveiling new insights, not just contributing to this echo chamber of people discussing the same things all the time and the same themes, um, really being able to walk away from a sit-down interview being able to tell the story of something new that's happening or a different perspective on something that's happening. I think we're, we're hearing from a lot of reporters that that's what they're looking for. Um, there's so much 
so many conversations about, um, you know, zero trust and different products and solutions and these big industry topics that a lot of companies are talking about on a regular basis. So what makes an, an RSA briefing different? So I guess, Steve, what do you, what, what would you say to, to someone who asked, like, what would make an RSA briefing different and more valuable? I think what would make it uh, different and more valuable is, is one, um, you're giving, you know, a preview to, um, you know, a piece of research um, or, you know, if, if you have uh, that research in hand and the reporter or set of reporters have reviewed it already, I think, you, you know, it's all about optimizing the time for both the reporter and for uh, the spokesperson or subject matter expert. I think, you know, just getting right to the heart of it, which is, you know, you, you know, based on the piece of research, either, you know, here's something that was probably, you know, confusing to a reader and giving clarification on, hey, this might be confusing, but what it actually is, is this and or, hey, so this is what the research is about, but what's not in the actual report that I could give more context to um, that I think makes this these findings even more important is X or Y. You're giving something of uh, even greater value to the reporter or set of reporters that they don't necessarily have in hand yet, you know, either mm -hmm. in the physical research or in their notes, et cetera. And again, giving those valuable tidbits of information um, it just allows the reporter to, you know, do two things. One, not question while they're talking to somebody, why did I agree to spend 20 minutes to talk with yeah. them? But two, um, they come away with, uh, you know, two great things. One, I think the final, um, the, the, the final stretch to um, the plate in terms of, you know, I, I have the final sort of elements I need to maybe, um, you know, write a potential story on this or have it be part of a bigger analysis piece when I wrap up uh, the conference or, wow, I, I wasn't really thinking about this going into the show. And now there's something here that might be worth digging into more, right? You're giving them a, <clears throat> it sparks a story idea. It sparks mm -hmm. an angle. Um, so I think those are the, the two important things. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then, Steve, while prepping for RSA this year, what were some of the most common questions that you've heard from cybersecurity companies? I think it's a, you know, a couple of things, which is, you know, what's it's I don't think it's anything necessarily new. I think mm -hmm. it's more of, um, you know, what what are the things, you know, you're hearing about or, um, you know, how, how do you think uh, we would what would be the best way to go about um you know trying to to line up some valuable conversations um are there any you know themes that reporters want to be you know talking about um and i think some questions are uh harder to answer than and others and i'll go in reverse order which is um you know, in defense of reporters, right? Um, not every reporter knows exactly what they're going to cover going into the conference. I think right. it's certainly it's influenced by news cycles that uh, you know inch closer to when the conference actually takes place. It's influenced by the conversations that are actually had at the conference. 
it's and it's certainly influenced by you know the the story um elements or um you know quote unquote news that a brand is able to provide mm-hmm. um and i think the you know another thing is um you know how in terms of how to approach the um conference and and conversations and so forth you know if you're reaching out to reporters to say oh so and so can talk about cloud security or so and so can talk about malware that's not really of value to reporters at all it's so ambiguous um and these are things that they're covering on a daily weekly basis yeah what what are you able to add to a conversation that's new or add value to an existing, you know, staple topic. Um, uh, you know, I think that's, that needs to be a, 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 a leading question to, um, you know, influence the approach that you want to take with reporters. And, and two is, um, you know, reporters and media organizations are there to cover a conference, but at the end of the day, you know, they are also competitors with one another too. And so, you know, it's all about uh, reporting on the best stories, uh, the, the best angles, the biggest, um, um, you know, news uh, items and and so forth. And I think what gets lost uh, a lot of times is the um, importance in certain instances of offering exclusives to mm-hmm. different outlets, you know, for outlets and reporters that the, a brand or said individuals have been talking about, you know, talking with throughout the year, you know, you're having different conversations and so forth, but, you know, it's getting to that conference too. Um, there might be a, a bigger piece of news or a big piece of research that, um, you know, might be worth offering as an exclusive to a, a certain outlet because, um, you know, based on the outlet's, you know, readership and what's been covered up to that point uh, by said reporter and outlet. Um, and and also, too, um, you know, offering exclusives uh, is, is also a way to make the briefing experience that much more valuable for the reporter. They're... They're, they know going into it, they're the only ones that are going to have uh, this set of information or this this uh, research asset or this, um, you know, breaking news item or, or major announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's all about quality conversations and results and not always about quantity. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's 100% fact. And I think... I'm so glad you brought up exclusives. I actually heard from three reporters in the past month or so when talking about RSA that they are looking for exclusive opportunities, whether it's on data or special announcement or something of that nature. So I think, you know, kind of looking at the conference, like you said, quality, what are the, maybe it's one quality exclusive briefing and that's it. And that's perfectly fine. Um, Rather than a number of quick meet and greets, I really don't, move the needle at all. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And um, I think looking at some of the takeaways so far, it's, you know, our recommendations are for vendors to, you know, to come to the table with interesting um, research, data-driven insights, a unique story, something that's not been told before and to offer exclusives. 
um, I know we had this conversation last year. And one of the things I think still, still rings true is it's okay to do RSA focus briefings either before or after the show. It doesn't necessarily mean like meeting in person doesn't necessarily net a direct outcome. So I think if there's research that's coming out before or after, or, you know, other news that's happening, a lot of reporters are attending the event virtually again this year. I think we've seen that in the past last year and this year. So I think kind of opening vendors, opening their minds and knowing that there's other opportunities outside of just a 20 minute on-site coffee briefing at RSA. And I think that's important to note as well. Yeah. I think something that also sort of, you know, gets lost a little bit in this, you know, new era of uh, hybrid uh, um, workplace environments and, you know, hybrid engagement and, and so forth is that I, I think you can't, um, the, you can't discount the importance of in-person engagement, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the same time, if you think about the large group of stakeholders, a brand or set of individuals wants to be engaging with at any one time, um, you know, stakeholders are on their own schedules and so forth. And maybe they can't spend the three or four days in San Francisco at, mm -hmm. um, um, at the show. Um, how can you create, like, how can you create like preview or curated um, experiences for said stakeholders or said journalists, um, either like before the show, right? You're giving them what you'd be giving and delivering to them if you were seeing them at the booth or seeing them at the networking event or, yeah. you know, seeing them, um, you know, at the, at the restaurant, like, you know, being able to package up that type of like pre-event experience, the week before, even, you know, a week after, um, I think it's, it's something that is certainly worth exploring, um, you know, in, in the future. Um, yeah. because I think, I think the other thing is, is yes, our stay still has a lot of importance. It's just one mo moment in time throughout the year. It's just, you know, the four or five days. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think there's, you can have just as important of an of a conversation two weeks after RSA ends that you would have while RSA is in session. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm sure you get asked a lot about timing. From your perspective, how far in advance should vendors be preparing their assets for RSA or pitching media briefings? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a it's a it's not an exact science and it takes a very delicate balance because um and I'll I'll answer this two different ways. Uh to answer the question directly for brands, I mean, there's the saying, you know, like the sooner the better, right? And that always is is not uh, always possible because uh brands and and different decision makers are um, trying to execute on a number of other critical initiatives in the lead up to, to RSA. But I would say, you know, trying to get everything in a good place 90 days in advance is ideal because the more time that, you know, goes by and, and sort of you wait on certain things, it, 
before you know it, you're three weeks out and you're really behind the eight ball. Um, now, on the other side of things, I think reporters get probably pretty irked at, um, you know, being pinged well in advance of, of RSA um, in terms of, you know, doing briefings and so forth, because it's certainly not on their radar yet. They haven't figured out their schedules and so forth. But I think the exception to that is, this goes back to sort of the bigger storytelling efforts and exclusives and so forth, is that if there is something really big in the works from a research perspective or major announcement perspective, and you know you really want to get on the radar of, of a reporter to, to have that big exclusive um, uh, you know, uh, news and or you know, conversation, I think it's certainly fair game. And I think would be seen as valuable to the reporter to put that out there you know, early um, just to say, look, um, yeah, this is this is big. This is forthcoming, and here are all the elements to it. And um, you know, just getting the um, uh, laying the groundwork for that, um, you know, early on, because um, you know, when you're you know five weeks out, six weeks out, you know, you and ninety other people are sitting in an inbox with the same um, you know uh, RSA briefing invite and. You're now part of a, a noise machine that you know they don't like, and that you are not liking either, because there's probably more questions than answers. Of well, is this is this the best you know briefing offer we can we can provide? Are they not getting back to me for other reasons? It's you know it's completely avoidable if you take the right approach and plan early. Absolutely. Um, great. Well, I think, see, I think that kind of wraps up a lot of the discussion that I wanted to have with you and some of your insights and takeaways. Um, any other pieces of advice or wisdom that you'd like to offer for this year's RSA conference? Um, wear sneakers. Yes, wear <laughs> sneakers. Also, I think, I think, um, I know there's a lot of different networking events and happy hours and things of that nature. And I think those are super valuable too. Um, I think it's great for you know companies to attend these. I know we are doing our Cyber Tacos event on the Monday of RSA, which is always a great time. So we always have awesome conversations there with vendors, researchers, media. So we encourage everyone listening to come to Cyber Tacos. Um, but otherwise we'll be following along uh, from the Inside the Media Minds podcast perspective with some of the happenings at the show. Um, otherwise we really appreciate everyone who tuned in to listen to this episode. Thanks, Steve, for coming on. Thank you. Everybody have a good RSA. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Inside the Media Minds. To learn more about our podcast and hear all of our episodes, please visit us at w2com.com slash podcast and follow us on Twitter at Media Mind Show. And you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found.